Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, your number to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. And you can listen to the show again, blogtalkradio.com. Flash peek and send messages to the show on Twitter at go for it again. You can listen to the show at go for Stitcher, uh, everywhere. It's out there. You can listen to it. And of course, you will enjoy it. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. And we're going to get his take on. What transpired uh, with everything in free agency? Obviously, a lot of things have went on with free agency. Obviously, free agency is hot and heavy. And obviously, a lot of teams have pretty much made their major moves at this point. So at this time, I mean, now you just have the little things to fill in. But, you know, here's the thing about – NFL free agency. Comes fast, gets out of here pretty fast. You know, most of the moves are made right away. And it's rare, unlike NBA free agency, it's rare where you have a situation where you have guys like elite players becoming free agents. Like, for example, with the NBA, you have consistently elite guys becoming free agents. You have guys You've seen guys like LeBron James become a free agent. You've seen guys like Kyrie Irving become a free agent. You've seen guys, uh, you know, Durant. You've seen guys, elite guys, big-time guys, become free agents. That doesn't often happen in the National Football League where you have a guy who's arguably the best player out there on the open market. And that was the case kind of with Tom Brady. I'm not saying Tom Brady is the best quarterback in football, but I think you could possibly make an argument. I'm not going to say it's going to be a good argument, but you can make an argument nonetheless. But that's the thing with NFL free agency. Comes fast, goes out pretty fast. But at this point, you do have two guys, two intriguing names that are still out there. Two intriguing names that are still out there. Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. Those two guys are out there. Those two guys, uh, you know, I think could are decent starting quarterbacks at this point in their careers. I mean, both of these guys, we're talking about fairly young players that are still out here to be had. 
I mean, Luke Kennedy's 30 years old. So, you know, there's a lot of football, maybe, depending on how the body reacts, because the man has been banged up in terms of shoulders, in terms of foot. But at this point, he seemingly is healthy. But you've seen guys over the years, like a Tom, like like a, uh, you see Cam Newton, you see Jameis Winston, guys who are still fairly young, get a new opportunity, new situation, and make the best of it. And it's not inconceivable that Jameis Winston or Cam Newton goes to a good situation and has a good year. That is not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, it's something that could could happen. Cam Newton easily could go elsewhere and be successful. I I, I argued it, I advocated for it, and I, I, I wanted Cam Newton to go to the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, in terms of whether or not that will happen, who knows? I mean, the Chargers at this point seem somewhat committed to Tyrod Taylor at this time. A guy who is, Tyrod sees he's an average quarterback. He's a guy that can win some games for you. He's a guy that's going to do some things for you, but he's not going to do a lot. I think, again, I I made the argument last week. I just believe that Cam Newton belongs in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Now, the Chargers could go quarterback in this draft. But still, you need a guy in Newton who is box office. He is Hollywood. And he would benefit and do well in Hollywood. He would do well in Los Angeles. He would do well under those bright lights. You need a ticket seller in L.A. You need a guy who who will get fans to come out in L.A. Cam Newton is that guy. He is box office. And then you have Jameis Winston who is still out here. I mean, it's not surprising. The kid's only 26 years old. And if you look at his numbers, his first five years in comparison to Peyton Manning, they're actually a little better. They're actually a little better. So the thing is, James Winston does not stink. He is not garbage. He's not. He's a guy that has ability. Now, we could talk about all the other things when it comes to James Winston, all, you know, some of the off-the-field things, you, and, and obviously you, you have to talk about the turnovers. But it's not out of the realm of, you know, we, we've seen guys, like a Eli Manning, you know, later in his career, you know, a, a guy who threw 28 interceptions in a season. You've seen that. 
So we see, and, and Eli is a two-time Super Bowl winner, and probably when it's all said and done, going to be a Hall of Famer. So we've seen guys like a Eli Manning who've struggled, who've had numbers in terms of turnovers and interceptions where it makes me say, what's going on? Jameis Winston's only 26 years old. Now, at this point, I'm just looking around this league. I mean, I think Los Angeles with the Chargers would be a fit. But, I mean, we'll see what direction they're going to go again. They seem tied to Tyrod Taylor. I think the Patriots could be a fit. And, you know, in terms of their quarterback situation, who knows what direction they're going to go, but what's on that roster isn't the greatest. So I think that's definitely in a place. The Dolphins could be a place for Jameis Winston. Stays in Florida, goes down there to Miami, and, you know, has an opportunity to kind of resurrect his career. Miami probably is going to get a quarterback in this year's draft. So we'll see you know, what they do. <clears throat> but I, I do think maybe you still draft that quarterback and also still draft Jameis. Take your time with the quarterback who you draft. Throw Jameis out there and, and see what happens. And see what happens. So I think that's some place that Winston could have success, could be a nice place, a nice situation for him. How about the Detroit Lions? A a team that, you know, Matthew Stafford, 32 years old, I mean, he's making a ton of money, but at this point, Matthew Stafford still has not, you know, made to the playoffs, I believe, once for the Detroit Lions. And I'm not saying it's all on Matthew Stafford, you know, the Lions and their lack of success, but they really haven't had much success. So maybe Jameis to the Detroit Lions would be something that that could be of interest. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean, I'm not sure where Jameis is going to go. I'm not sure what Jameis is going to do, but I do know this. There is a place in this league for Jameis Winston. There is a place in this league for Cam Newton. It's just a matter of what team is willing to give them that opportunity. That is the interesting thing. I'm looking at the 49ers, Jimmy G. They seem set. Seattle and Russell Wilson, I mean, they seem set. A lot of places that seem set. So maybe, you know, it's going to be interesting. What team gives them an opportunity, Jameis Winston? But somebody should. Somebody should give that kid an opportunity. He doesn't stink. Jameis Winston is many things, but he doesn't stink. 
He is not garbage. So, it should be interesting to see what happens to him. It should be interesting to see what direction he goes or where he goes. That should be interesting to see. But at this point, he's still searching for a home. And he might be searching for a home for a little while now, for a little bit. Wouldn't Jameis Winston just in Tampa Bay as a backup to Tom Brady? Wouldn't that be a good situation for him? I'm not, it's not going to happen. But wouldn't that be a good situation for him where he can see Tom Brady, watch Tom Brady? Again, it's not going to happen. But it would be cool to see him there in Tampa Bay under the tutelage of Bruce Arians, who's a quarterback-friendly coach, uh, a coach who has had a lot of success, you know, with quarterbacks. I mean, he resurrected Carson Palmer's career, a career that before he came to Arizona that we thought was a wrap in a lot of ways. So it would kind of be cool if you put Jameis Winston, if Jameis Winston could have just stayed in Tampa Bay and been Tom Brady's backup. And I'm not saying he would have went for that. And I'm not saying it would have been the ideal situation. And I'm not saying it would ever have happened. But I think that would have been an ideal situation for Jameis Winston. Being in Tampa, watching Brady, you know, learning under Bruce Arians, getting another year with Bruce Arians, and maturing as a person possibly, and maturing as a quarterback. I just think it would have – and it would have gave him a pause. And then, you know, obviously Brady is going to be 43 years old, cause he, so he can't do it forever. I know he said he wanted to make it to 45, but that could be a pipe dream. It, it's not, it hasn't been done at the quarterback position, so that might be a pipe dream. But it would be cool, and it would have been ideal, if Jameis Winston could have just stayed in Tampa and backed up Tom Brady. It won't happen, obviously. But I think it would have been a, a, an ideal situation for him, for the Buccaneers, and all parties involved. It's not going to happen, though. We're going to bring in a guy now, get his thoughts on Brady to the Buccaneers, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. How you doing, Paul? Who are you? Good, man. Trying to stay safe. It's uh, been a little crazy out here, man. I saw that bus driver from Detroit that said that woman got on that bus coughing and stuff, and he died two weeks later. So it's, uh, this, uh, this COVID-19 is serious. It, it is very serious. It's a very serious situation. And it's almost, as they say, stay in the house, you know, if you can, and, um, you know, try to avoid it. At all costs, wash your hands and do all the things necessary to stay alive, man. But it, it, it's a wild situation, and it's something I've never seen in my lifetime, man. And uh, hopefully it's something I'll never see in my lifetime again. Yeah, well, uh, it's we, been 19, 1918 we had a situation, so it's been a little over 100 years. So Yeah. This, this is – hopefully we can all stay, stay safe, but sadly it does appear – 
that it's going to get worse before it gets, you know, better. So that's that just the nature of the situation. So, so Willie, you know, last week Tom Brady made it official, left the Patriots, decided to go with Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an opportunity for him, two-year contract for Tom Brady, an opportunity for him to continue his career with a guy who's quarterback friendly, a guy who's had a lot of successful quarterbacks uh, over the years, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you know, Carson Palmer. Um, and now we can see what he can do with Tom Brady. But your thoughts on Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, that, was, that, that was one that I didn't see coming. I think as far as team-wise and talent around him on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's, it's, it works out in that way, but they're going to have to change philosophy because they had Jameis having to do a lot of reads and stuff and holding the ball. Tom Brady isn't going to be able to hold the ball. He's got to get the ball out of his hands. You know, as far as him moving around in the pocket a lot, you know, I don't really know as much about the system. I just know that the way he was playing, he wanted to get rid of that ball in three seconds. And so they're going to have to change up as far as him getting rid of the ball quicker. But as far as the talent with the receivers and O.J. Howard, Howard, the big tight end, and those guys he's playing with, he's got some weapons and he's got a really really underrated defense. I think, Paul, if I'm not mistaken, that defense might have been top five in the league last year or something. Got no top ten in the category. So I think uh, as far as talent-wise, he went to the best best spot with the right coach and, and the right talent, but he's in a real tough division. Defensively, they they did they were middle of the road. They were middle of the pack defensively, but you wonder you wonder in terms of um, you know Jameis Winston putting that defense in some negative situations. I mean, put them in negative situations throughout the course of that season, um, and so you wonder if. They were 15th last year. You wonder now with Jameis Winston gone, Tom Brady in there, a guy who protects the football, a guy doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You wonder if that's going to benefit the defense as well. It will benefit the defense as well. It will benefit the defense a lot. And I think another thing would benefit Tom a lot is if they can run the football. At this age where Tom is, just like you talk about Drew Brees, when Drew plays better, he didn't have to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. If they can get Tom to throw it 20, 25 times a game, unless it's one of them games where they gotta get, he's got to throw it more and they can establish the run, then that's going to help him a lot too, and that's going to help set up the play action. So same thing with, with, with a lot of older quarterbacks. I mean, if you can run the ball, if you can balance up the attack, it, it helps them set up those plays. If you get the play action going, now they can pick you apart and go over the top because if it's, if it's if if they if they know where they're going and they read those those defensive coverages, they know where they're going before before the ball snaps. They already know where they're going, Paul. Unless you can disguise it, that's what makes these those guys so dangerous. They're not going to make the mistakes, and they're going to get they're going to get the ball to the right receiver. So, you retired in two thousand and five. You retired around what age? Thirty five, thirty six. Thirty going on thirty six. Yes. So Tom Brady is going to be forty three years old. This is kind of new territory. This is rarefied air. It seems inconceivable that a person could play at the age of 43. You know better than I do. 43 years old. At some point, 
Tom Brady is going to look 43. I mean, does it happen? Does he turn 43 at some point? Well, I, I think he look. I think he. You could see some some glimpses of it last last year. You saw some glimpses of Tom Brady looking 43. I mean, you've had quarterbacks over history. Go back over the history, probably that have played 20 years. No, I don't think they were starting at that, that, that age. Right. I mean, even 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 uh, put put the years together for uh, for uh, what's the quarterback um, uh, the brother the brother that played over in the USFL Warren Moon and then he came over here and played. You put look right. at some of those other quarterbacks. They played twenty years. I mean, uh, uh, Brett Favre played a long time, but I, I, Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball on Wednesday. I know that he doesn't throw the ball at all on Wednesday. He just throws the ball on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so he doesn't have to do as much. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's going to be key to them to save him, to keep him playing real well. they got to run the ball. They can't let these guys throw their arm out. I even heard people, some people on SportsCenter say, will, will they try this, Paul? Will they try to do like game management? Will it be a game or two during the year and they say, well, Tom, you need to sit down? Or Drew Brees, you want to sit down? I don't know if you do that in football, but they were even talking about maybe sitting guys down a game or two because they're going to that 17-game season right. and then letting them, you know, finish off the year strong. So I, I don't know I don't know how you how you manage that, you know. Well, we saw what happened with, with Drew last year and how Teddy stepped up and then he got paid. So, you know, how do you manage a, a 17 games instead of 16? I think you find a way to maybe sit them down and let them rest on them during the year. Right, and and it should be interesting. I mean, 17-game schedule will start 2021, but, yes, I mean, it could be a situation where a load management a la an NBA situation. I mean, with 16 games, it's difficult, but with the extra, you know, playoff team, it, you know, gives you possibly an opportunity to get into the playoffs and, possibly, to your point, do a little low management along the way. And you talked about Warren Moon. Warren Moon was 44, backup quarterback. Um, he retired at 44. So he was late. In, he was, you know, in his mid-40s playing in the National Football League. He was a backup. Now, I mean, what we're asking Tom Brady to do is something I don't think we've asked any quarterback to do. I mean, it's something he obviously wants to do. But it's something we haven't seen a quarterback do. It isn't, but we hadn't seen a quarterback do what he did in that Super Bowl when he threw for 500 yards a couple of years ago. Wasn't he the oldest Paul to throw for five? I mean, he had a great Super Bowl game. Right. Against uh, Philadelphia, he had a great yeah. game. Yeah, he had a great game. Great game. He had a great game. Now, is Tom Brady done? I don't think he's done. Will we, will we see the Tom Brady of old? I don't think we'll see the Tom Brady of old. I think we'll see a, a, a form of that Tom Brady in, in how they practice him and how he, how they practice and prepare and everything. It's left to be seen. I don't know how 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 you know. I think they're still going to be good, and if that defense gets better, then that makes them dangerous. If the defense gets better and they create turnovers, and Tom changes up a little bit and he still doesn't turn the ball over, and, and that defense plays better then they're going to be a tough team to deal with. And I see them being uh, a team that can win 10-plus games with Tom Brady at the helm. So, at this point in time, based on what they have on this roster, you feel like this is a playoff team if Tom Brady stays relatively healthy? Yes. And if he's – 
80% of the Tom Brady that we've seen, 80, 85%, they're a playoff team. Right. And and you also look at it from the weapons. I mean, Mike Evans, Godwin, you know, O.J. Howard, Brady. I mean, they have weapons, and Brady has weapons, something he did not have in New England. So he has an opportunity on the offensive side of the ball. You know, obviously have to be better as an offensive line, as a unit. But, again, Brady has an opportunity and a chance with the weapons that he has on the offensive side of the ball. Should be interesting. So the guy that Tom Brady replaced, Jameis Winston, 26 years old, threw for over 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, but he had the 30 interceptions. But the guy is only 26 years old. And I think it was Tony Dungy who said this, and it's out there. His stats, Jameis Winston's stats, and Tom Brady, uh, not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning's stats, I believe Jameis Winston's stats are better for the first five years. Obviously, you know, Manning won a little bit more than uh, Jameis Winston did and got to the playoffs as well. But the thing is, Jameis Winston is a talented guy. He still has ability. He's still a young player. He's only 26 years old. Where do you think Jameis is in this situation? Because it doesn't feel like anybody's knocking down his door. So you think he's in a situation where he's going to probably have to be a backup this year? Yes. And and I don't know, Tom. Uh, Paul, when you see Jameis Winston, it looks like something's a little off. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's something. If it, if, I know he had – now, I am nearsighted, and I will tell you this. I got Lasix in 2000 after – for me, as a lineman, as, as bad as my nearsighted it was, Going to the next level, hitting linebackers and stuff, they were, they were blurry out there when I was going to block them. I mean, you can see they're bigger guys. But I'm telling you, when I got LASIK surgery before the before the 2000 season, it made so much more of a difference seeing the second, third levels, seeing stuff that that, that is clear that I can see it because I haven't been able to see it before. Now, as a quarterback, that, 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 and you need LASIK surgery, and you're trying to throw the ball – I mean, to me, I don't understand how he even played at the level he played at with, 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 if you can't see because it's hard enough to play. You know, I'm trying to block guys, and it's a little blurry. I can only imagine him trying to just throw the ball down the field because, you, you know, it's, it's blurry. So I think that's going to help him getting his getting – his, getting the, the, the LASIK surgery is going to help him a lot. But I also think there's something – the kid is, is something, Paul, that doesn't seem right with him mentally – so I think I don't think with him it's physical. I think with him it's more mental now, and I think you know whatever you know is, is, is the way his brain works. And they say the system they ran in Tampa Bay was a little a gambling system. The way they the way you had to throw the ball, they gambled some in that in that offensive system. But mentally, it, I think he's going to have to be a backup, and he's going to have to go and and, uh, and and sit somewhere. And if he gets a chance to play, he has to play well again. You know, just like Teddy did, but I, I don't. I don't think this. I don't think he gets a chance to be a starter this year. Yeah, I, I think at this point it, it does seem like he's going to have a hard time getting a job this season, at least as a starter. So it, it might be a situation if he can go to a, a, a place where he can be a backup, or I don't. You know, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if you're the New England Patriots. I mean, you know, I know they're uh, at this point seem fairly high on Jared Stidham, uh, the guy, they, the young quarterback they have out there. But Josh McDaniels and, and, and Bill Belichick, if, you know, if McDaniels 
is this quarterback guru that, that people say he is. And, uh, you know, Belichick is Belichick. I, I would think Jameis Winston to the New England Patriots would be a place that both could benefit. I think he could flourish there. Your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, you know, and I and I haven't heard anything bad about Jameis as far as the locker room guy. I think his teammates love Jameis. Uh, yeah, are they gonna give him a chance? Maybe for the right price. I mean, he right. going to take. You know, if he wants to come in there and play for like five million or something like that, maybe maybe they maybe they give give a chance on him. And I, I don't. And and they they would have to be. Leaning to bring him in, so I, I I don't know it. I mean, he's not gonna, or or he might be playing for close to the minimum this year. And I, I was happy to see uh, I was happy to see Alder Smith get got another chance. And I think the reason Alder Smith got another chance because he was been up there working out with Jay Glazer, and Jay Glazer has a great reputation with the NFL. And I think that's the reason Alder Smith got gets another chance in, with the Cowboys. And uh, I hope that kid can uh, stay focused because he was. He was uh, off to a great career before he uh, before he derailed uh, Paul. But getting back to Jameis, uh, I would think somebody would bring him in and at least give him a chance and and, uh, and 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 let him compete for the job. Like you said, why wouldn't New England bring him in to even let him compete and then give him something with low salary and and some incentives? You know, I I, I would you know just to, because he, he's had some very good years. He was. He was excellent in college, and, and um, he has had a turnover problem. Though that turnover problem and the way he's been holding on to the ball, Paul's been 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 going on for a while, and it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it and it got worse last year. But it, then he would come back last year, and he would have some great games. You know, he would play great yeah. that time. So it was kind of I don't know. It it was the it was the oddest season I think we you know we've seen in a very long time out of a player. It was just all those touchdowns, but then again, all those interceptions, all those yards, but then again, all those interceptions. So it's just, it's just an odd, odd year for, for James Winston. So let me ask, going back to Alden Smith. I mean, Alden Smith, you talked about it. This guy was a monster for San Francisco for a three-year stretch. As you know, from 2011 to 2013, he had 20. In 2011, he had 14 sacks. 2012, he had 19 and a half sacks. And in 2013, he had eight and a half sacks. This guy almost had what? 41 sacks in three seasons. So his what? numbers were big time. He was right there with Von Miller. I mean, it was it was to me at, at, at that time before Von Miller got that payday. It was him and Alden Smith. I think he was all pro, and it was him and Von Miller were, were both bringing it, you know. And, and, and right when Alden Smith got paid, right when Von Miller got that big contract is when he he derailed. He was about to get a big contract, huge contract. Right, right. And thirty, he's still 30 years old. I mean, he's not ancient, and he hasn't played in a while. So you can say, well, maybe, you know, you could take a few years off of that because the body hasn't taken the type of pounding that a 30-year-old's body would have taken because of some of the issues that he's went through. But you could also say maybe some of those issues that he went through in terms of things that he were doing was doing could have, you know, could have diminished him on some level. We don't know. We will know 
until he actually gets on the field. Or does he still have that burst? Does he still have that explosion? Right. When you when you haven't played football for that long, that quick twitch fiber muscle in your body, does he still have that explosive get off? He hasn't been out there doing it, so you know that's another thing we'll have to see. And, and you remember, like you remember with Michael Vick when he took those two years off in prison, he didn't have that twitch. He didn't have that, you know, that that burst right away. That right away, he, got, he, he worked to get it back, yes. Right. That took about a year for him to get that burst back. And at one point, you thought maybe he lost it. But like you said, he worked hard. He was able to get it back, and he was able to, you know, reclaim his career and have a decent decent career the rest of the way. We're talking to Hall of Famer, Willie Rofen. Back to Alden Smith. At the end of the day, one year, uh, I think the contract could be as worth as much as $4 million. I think there's some incentives involved and things of that nature. If Alden Smith is right, that's a bargain. That's a big-time bargain. I mean, especially in a pass-happy league, a guy that can get after the quarterback, if he is right, that's a big-time bargain for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think it's worth the risk. You know, Jim Tomasulo, his coach in San Francisco's defensive coordinator, he's reunited with him. So that's an opportunity for him to to get himself right. But at the end of the day, he's got to get himself right off the field. And ultimately, if he does that, he should be. He might be fine. We'll see. Cam Newton. At this point, like a Jameis Winston, you wonder what is going to happen with Cam Newton. To me, thirty years old, the guy seemingly is healthy. I know he's been banged up over the years, but he's seemingly healthy. I, I think at this point, he has a lot to prove. He's, mm-hmm. He wants another payday, just like any yes. football player. And he wants to put mm-hmm. himself in position to get another payday. To me, the best possible place for him would be the Los Angeles Chargers because that's a football team, that's a franchise looking for some type of buzz out there in Los Angeles. Cam Newton is Hollywood. Cam Newton yes. is big time. Yes. Cam yes. Newton, you know, he epitomizes Hollywood. So him out there in that particular situation, to me, would be ideal. I don't know if it's going to happen. At this point, they seem committed to Tyrod Taylor you know, short-term, and I guess probably they'll draft a quarterback along with Tyrod. But your thoughts on Cam Newton? You're the Chargers. you got to bring in Cam Newton. They're going into that new football stadium. They need somebody with, with, that, with, that, with that splash. you got a Super Bowl uh, quarterback MVP of the league a, a few years ago. If you're the Los Angeles Chargers, you got Cam Newton sitting out there. you got to bring in Cam Newton to take a flyer to see if he can still play. I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but I'm sorry. He is not Cam Newton. Now, Cam's going to have to change the way he plays a little bit, and I know Cam, they say he is the most accurate player, the thrower. I've seen Cam throw the ball pretty well, and I'm going to tell you what, Cam is rested up. Cam has something to prove. He has something to prove the way things went down. He's pissed off. He's going to be focused. So I don't care if it's a one-year deal. You bring Cam Newton in there because of what he's done, you give Cam Newton, I, I say, Paul, $10 million, and you put some money in incentives, you give him a one-year year, one year deal. But you're going into a new stadium and up there, Cam Newton brings name, name recognition. He's going to sell tickets in that stadium. Cam is a fan favorite. He was a fan favorite in Carolina. So you bring Cam Newton in there, and you let him see what he can do before you go with Tyrod Taylor. You give him a chance. Yeah, I think the Chargers have – 
I mean, they they were not a bad football team, but the thing is, no one cares about the Los Angeles Chargers. No one cares. Um, Cam Newton would make people care a little bit, more than they do now. And like you said, they have that beautiful stadium out there, but no one cares about the Chargers. And Cam Newton would make someone care more than they care now. And he's, he's box office. He's Hollywood. And, there's, you know, there's not many NFL players that have, you know, that stand out. Because, you know, the NFL is all about the shield. It's not like the NBA where guys, it's more individualized. We market the superstars. We market stars in the NBA. NFL is more all about, you know, it's kind of all about the shield. So a guy like Cam Newton is a guy that goes past the shield. He's beyond the shield in some respect with his personality and things that he does. So I, I just think it just makes too much sense for Cam Newton to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. But, I, I mean, I could also I could also see a scenario where Cam Newton's just going to – may have to be a backup as well in 2020. Do you th- do you think it has something to do with, with with his locker room presence too? Do you think it's off the field with his pers- big personality, or do you think it's all football related? I think it could be a little bit of both. A, a little bit of both. It, it's not like Cam has played great over the past few years, but it's not like he's been. But you you can argue Carolina. Did they really have a lot around him? I know last year he was pretty banged up. And, you know, and he had the shoulder. He had the shoulder the year before. Right. The last couple of years he's had the shoulder issue. He's he's been banged up, and, and he's a guy. Well, that, they, they were running him a lot, Paul. Paul, he took right. a lot of shots. He took a lot of shots. I, and, and to me, I told you this, Paul. I don't think Cam has been right since that Super Bowl. I think they. I think he got hit, banged up real good in that Super Bowl. They took some shots at him in that Super Bowl. You remember this, Paul? And then right. he had a great year that year. And I think since that Super Bowl one, he, he since the Super Bowl one, he made he's been banged up, and he ain't quite, he hadn't been, been quite the same quarterback since that run he made. Right, and and the, the numbers kind of show since that Super Bowl run. I mean, you remember that year? That year, that was a ridiculous year. That was a great year that he had: thirty-five touchdowns, only ten interceptions. I mean, he put up some ridiculous numbers during that particular season. And I, I thought that was the year. That was the year for the Carolina Panthers to win it. That was their year. That was their time. Cam had a big-time year. He also had 10, 10 rushing touchdowns as well. So he counted for 45 touchdowns that particular year. So that was the year that Cam Newton, I believe, that was his year and the Panthers' opportunity to win the Super Bowl. They came up short in the Super Bowl to a big-time Broncos defense. But to your point, it, you know, the numbers say that he really hasn't been that guy since that particular season, since that big-time year uh, that he had ultimately went to the Super Bowl but fell just a little short against the Denver Broncos. So, I mean, it, it should be interesting to see what happens with him. But I think there's enough talent. And there's not enough quarterbacks in this league where Cam Newton, in my opinion, should be on the outside looking in. Or even be – here's the question I have for you. And I don't know 
if he can. But we know Cam does have a big personality. Is his personality too big to be a backup? I wouldn't say he'd be a backup. I say bring him in and say, let's let's open it up for competition. So you, if you like Tyrod Taylor, okay. If you want to bring Cam in, okay. Let him compete for the job. If you draft somebody, okay, whatever. Let them all compete for the job. Just have it open. And if Cam still has it, he'll win the job. If he didn't win right. it, then he he lost it. Don't, don't say don't don't bring him in and say, okay, I'm going with Tyrod Taylor. No, you bring Cam in and you say, okay, Cam. Uh, it's open competition for the quarterback. Whoever wins it, wins it. There's no favoritism. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't think, again, I think there's still something left in his body. And I think you couple that with the motivation to prove doubters wrong and also couple that with the motivation to get paid again. I mean, everybody wants to get paid. There is money out there. And if Cam Newton is the guy that many, well, that some think he still is, then that's his opportunity to prove it, an opportunity to get himself paid one more time. We'll see what happens with Cam Newton. But, I mean, the Dolphins also is, is a spot, you know, that that might be a, a place for Cam. Even the New England Patriots. I mean, again, a, a, a team that has nothing at the quarterback position. I mean, Jared Stidham, if they believe he is the guy, young quarterback, then we shall see. But I would think, you know, I, I would get your thoughts on this. You know, obviously Brady, 43 years old, I think he wants to prove to Bill Belichick that he's still that guy. And I also think Bill Belichick wants to prove to him and everybody else that he's still that guy in terms of a coach and that he can win with, without Tom Brady. So, it, to me, you would think Belichick would might want to take a chance on a Newton or a Winston. You would think so with with the defense as good as that defense was they have in New England. If he really wants to prove that that it's, it's the system and it wasn't about Brady, then I would I would think he want to bring in some a quarterback with some experience. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants to see what these young young guys can do. Well, we we saw the last time Brady went down, Garoppolo got hurt. Then they had Brissett in there for a little while, but it, it wasn't right. the same. You know, it was the same when they had Castle. Castle had a real good year, but the other guys didn't stay healthy. So, I mean, the problem is Belichick is Brady was there the whole time he's been a head coach, really. So he hadn't won with anybody except really Tom Brady. So let's see him. Let's see what he can string together. Let, Belichick, how long do you think you think you're gonna coach another five, ten years? Let's see what Belichick can do for the next five, ten years without Tom Brady. You're not going to judge it off one system one year. But we'll see what, what Belichick is able to do if Tom, when, since Tom Brady's done. Another thing that the, that the problem that Belichick has going against him, first of all, the, the division's about to get better. Second of all, he's got to deal with the Chiefs, and he's got to deal with Baltimore. And if Baltimore signs Hollywood Brown, Antonio Brown, his cousin, Look out, because their receivers weren't as productive last year, and they need a receiver real bad. If if they get Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown's focus and he goes up to Baltimore with Hollywood Brown and they draft another receiver or, or whatever they do with the draft, but if they get Antonio Brown up there for for a little bit of a discount next year and he goes up there and plays well, i got to say Baltimore is my favorite in the AFC. And, and that's a good point that you make. Lamar Jackson ain't going nowhere. 
Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no. And then and then Buffalo, Josh Buffalo Allen. Yeah, they got better. Stephon Diggs, they added. Buffalo seems like they're going to be better. I mean, I, I am impressed. You know, they started off bad, but the way they finished, I was impressed with Brian Flores and what he did with Miami. Obviously, mm-hmm. they got to get a quarterback. And the Jets, I mean, Sam Darnold is not awful. So, at some point in time, I think Buffalo is going to be that team that definitely is going to, you know, might be the class of that division. But at some point in time, you would think that the Dolphins are going to get better and you think the Jets are going to get better. But also, to your point, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are going to be in the way. It's kind of like Jordan. He was in the way for a lot of people. You know, and, and, and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have, you know, that type of star quality, more so Mahomes than Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. But, again, it's going to be very difficult, very difficult for, for like you said, any team to get by either Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. And, and so we'll see. That's going to be very, very interesting. But I, I think – it's going to be interesting. I, I, I mean, if you're the Patriots, does, like you does, said. Does Miami still have Fitzpatrick? Is he coming back to Miami? I think he's still a free agent at this point. So so this is what I'm saying to you, Paul. Even if you d- draft Tua, I think Tua's body's still healing up. He he, he had those surgery and stuff. I, I think surgery and stuff going on. Yeah, he got cleared, but I think Tua's still a year away. You still got to bring in – bring in – bring in uh, – uh, 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 Cam Newton or somebody down there to Miami and let them do it and see what happens. And, and I, or, or Jameis, somebody needs to go to Miami while tour. I'm not going to depend on a rookie to come in that's been banged up and, and, and expect him to lead the team next year. I think tour needs to rest that body up another year, sit there and watch the same thing they did with, uh, with uh, Mahomes the first year when Alex was there until he started that last game. So you let you let Tua rest up and you let somebody come in and see see what they do. But you, I don't think Tua's ready to take over this year. And, and to, back to your point, Fitzpatrick is under contract. I was mistaken. He is under contract with the Miami Dolphins. So he, he you feel like he's a guy, the perfect bridge quarterback, if you will, if you take a Tua for the Miami Dolphins? I th- well, I, I, th- I think he's there. You know, if he's there, I think he, I think he played. He, he still, he played great some last year. So yeah, I think he, I think, I think he's the guy. You, you're gonna have to have somebody in there, and maybe he's the guy they're gonna lean on this year, and then wait, let him go one more year, and then, uh, and then let him take over. So that, that, I guess that's what they plan on doing. Right, and and it should be interesting. Again, you know what the Miami Dolphins do, but it, it's going to be very interesting to see what the New England Patriots do. What um, what Tom Brady or what they're going to look like without Tom Brady. And to your point, you talk about their defense. That's a championship-caliber defense. That's a championship-caliber defense that they have in the, with the Patriots. So to your point, and, and I know when Tom Brady, you know, won his first Super Bowl, he came out of nowhere. He was a six-round draft pick. But that, that doesn't always happen, and that's kind of an outlier in a lot of ways. So, to your point, you would think a guy like Cam would be an ideal player, an ideal quarterback with Belichick. 
you know, because of what they have defensively and because that team is ready to win now based on what they have on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they got to upgrade the offense a little bit. they got to bring in some more weapons. But defensively, they are a team that is poised and ready to win right now. So that that's something we'll see what the New England Patriots do when Tom Brady does. So, not Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. So, Drew Brees is back in New Orleans. Not a surprise. 41 years old. Um, your thoughts on Brees to the Saints? Do you feel like the Saints could win a Super Bowl at this point in time with Drew Brees? Yes, but I think he'll need to be a bigger part of the offense. Again, he's 41. He had, you know, he was out some last year. I know he doesn't practice, you know, on Wednesday. I still think he'll need to be more more involved with the offense, and they and they're gonna have to run the ball. Uh, Kamar had an off year last year. They got to step up, and uh, Murray and Kamar got to got to take the load off and really do like what they did with with uh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater, they ran the ball, they controlled the clock, they didn't take as many shots. But you, uh, Breeze isn't gonna be throwing it, you know, forty times a game. You got to set up the play action and and uh, you know keep them fresh. So I think I think they can win a Super Bowl and they can't compete because he's so accurate. He's such an accurate quarterback, and he's not going to turn the ball over a lot. So, yes, I think they can compete with that defense with with him there still. So, at this point, um, Taysom Hill, restricted free agent. I mean, he's a guy, obviously, that a lot of people believe has a lot of ability, can do a lot of things, make a lot of plays. I I don't – I wonder. I mean, we've seen him in short spurts. I mean, and it's easy to look good in short spurts. And he's he's going to be back in, in New Orleans this year. But we've seen him in short spurts, and it's easy to look good in short spurts. Um, how long do you think he waits? I think, uh, well, what I've heard is that uh, – Monday Night Football is waiting on Drew Brees, and I think that uh, I think that, I think Drew, Drew's going in the booth after this year, is what they're saying, Paul. So I think uh, I think I think uh, if thing, if thing, things go great, then maybe Drew comes back one more year. It's a two year deal, but I really think Drew has got a nice payday waiting on him for uh, Monday Night Football after this year. Okay. And yes, we've heard that as well. That that wasn't that was also a possibility for him um, at some point in time. But I, I think I, I think you still can win with Drew Brees. The numbers that he put up kind of shows that. But I, I was very disappointed in New Orleans and as a whole in the way they played against the Vikings in the playoffs. I was very disappointed in their performance. Very disappointed in the way that season ended for that ball club. And I think, I I personally think the time has passed that New Orleans team. And and here's why I tell you why. And I I think there's there's still a lot of talent, but I tell you why. It takes so much to win a Super Bowl, and so much has to fall into place for you to win a Super Bowl. And I look at the, not this year, but the last, well, this year as well. They were 13 and 3. They won a lot of football games and were in position 
to to possibly um, you know that San Francisco game was a killer. That game they lost to the 49ers there in, in New Orleans. But this was a football team, you know, not last year, but the two years before that. You know, the the Minnesota Miracle with Stephen Diggs and what he did in that amazing catch. And then last year, the year year after that, you had the situation with the Rams and the pass interference call. Those two years, to me, were their opportunity, were their chance. I, I just think it takes so much to put this all together to win a Super Bowl, and I just can't see this this football team putting it together one more time to get a Super Bowl. I, it just it takes too much, and I think they've had their opportunity to do it, and they just didn't do it. I think the time has passed. Well, we'll see, and uh, you're right. I mean, sometimes you get a little burnout, and you got to go in a different direction. And uh, I mean, Drew Brees is the best player in, play in that franchise. He's he's very underrated. He, I have him as you know at least top ten quarterback all time, and uh, you know he's had a great career. So we'll see what happens. And they had some tough breaks. It wasn't all their fault, Paul. We know this. It wasn't all their fault, and and I think. I think if they had made it that year to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that would have been a lot different game. And I, I think Most they had definitely. a chance to win that game too. I really do think they had a chance Most to win definitely. that game if they had gotten there. But it didn't happen. Uh, I look forward to seeing them play, and I look forward to see seeing how Drew plays. I hope he gets out there and plays great. The city loves him. You know, he's given a bunch of uh, has done always done a, a great job in that community, and. Uh, you know, it's going to be different when he retires down there and, and replacing him. But, uh, you know, I'm so glad that he he went down there in 06 and uh, the way things have gone with him and Sean Payton and, and everything he's meant to that community. So it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out. I will say this, Paul, with the way everything's going and everything going on now, it's not going to maybe be a lot of OTAs and stuff. The teams that already have the quarterbacks in the position and know the systems, and, and and don't have as much time together, they're going to have a big advantage over these teams if they're not able to get in there and practice and get going with their with their players. The teams that are established and have quarterbacks that already know what they're doing and, and get a chance to work with the teams, like Tom already went down there, but if they can't go over to the facility and stuff, the teams that are able, that already have a guy that's been in the system or like Tom, a veteran quarterback, they're going to be at a way better, bigger disadvantage than the ones that are young that, that haven't had a chance to work together. For sure. And, and I totally agree with that. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they do have or when they start this season, if the season does start on time. Hopefully it does. I mean, but you, it just it's hard to tell at this point in time. But they are still going to go through with the draft. The draft is still going to go at this point as scheduled. Obviously it's going to be a virtual situation, but the draft will still go off. I mean, you can argue whether or not that is the right thing to do, but I will say this, whether it's right or wrong, a lot of people are going to watch because there's not going to be anything to compete with it sports-wise. So a lot of people are definitely going to watch. But well, when, when you, got, you got the Michael Jordan 10-point series. Everybody's going to be watching that. I can't wait for that. That's true. That is true. But I, I, think, that starts to, I think that starts the 19th. I don't know the schedule for it after that, but I think, you know, obviously, you know, with, like you said, you have that, but outside of that, there's nothing else going on. So from that standpoint, 
from a marketing standpoint, I get it because it's there's not much going on, nothing to compete with it. But you can argue from you know what is going on in these streets and what's going on in our society that might be a, it might not be the greatest of ideas to keep going with it. But you know that that's the decision they made at this point. It's going to go off when it's going to go off, and we just deal with it the way we're going to deal with it. But it is questionable. Well, 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 Paul, this, I think this is their philosophy. If you get, like in China, they have testing wide. You can get a test to be and figure it out in 15 minutes. I think moving forward, what's going to happen sometime in May or June, you're going to have to test everybody at these facilities, the, the coaches, the players, the personnel. They'll be able to test people regularly once they get this test figured out. And you won't be able to come in and out of there if you got coronavirus. But they will be able to test people for a while. The problem, because the problem with the virus is a lot of people are asymptomatic, so you don't know if they have it because they're not sick. So they might right. have been sick and have it, but you don't know they have it. So what Stephon Marbury says, or we heard him when they're talking about it in China because he's coaching over there. You got to test everybody, and you got to test them more than once. So when they figure it out, these NFL teams they got money. NBA teams have money. I don't know if they will have a short NBA season or playoffs, but they're going to have to test everybody regularly because people are still going to be coming out, going here and going there, doing what they're doing. So they're going to be testing people regularly when they come in and out these facilities until they get this under control. That's the only way they're going to be able to move forward with any type of OTA or interaction with people, with players and stuff, is whoever's coming in and out of that building. They have to be tested pretty regularly, and so they're going to need a lot of tests. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, whether the NBA does come back, hockey, you know, when baseball is going to start and when NFL. I think the NFL has a good chance of starting on time because they don't start, obviously, you know, obviously you got to go to the training camp and everything. But, you know, I think they will start on time. NBA, I'm wondering whether they're going to be able to come back. I mean, I hope they come back. You know, hockey as well. I hope they can come back. But I don't know with this thing, man. This thing is tricky. You know, I mean, at this point, the and, and, and you know, Paul, this really hurts LeBron, LeBron James. I feel bad for LeBron. He was trying to get another ring. They had that momentum going. They were picking it up. They were starting to play real good basketball. And for this to happen at this age, Paul, if they got to start over next year, does LeBron have enough left in the tank? We don't know. Right now, they had the best record in the NBA. We knew it was going to be. We know it was going to be a dog fight when it came down to the playoffs with with. Uh, the Clippers, but if they don't get to make that run this year, does LeBron have enough left in the tank? I don't know, and uh, that'll be left to be seen. But uh, it, I mean, it hurt him this year because they were. I think the Lakers were picking up steam and, and getting ready to get going right now. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting because, you know, like you said, that you know the Clippers, uh, a team that's been snake bitten over the year, finally has a team that you know is poised to possibly win an NBA title. And, again, they may not even have a chance to finish this season. I think they find a way to get it in. I just don't know how. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's probably not going to be any – it's probably not going to be any crowd. It's probably just going to be, you know, players and, and doing it that way. But I don't even know what it's going to look like. We it's gonna, it's gonna look, maybe, maybe it's going to look like the season in 1999. Remember, didn't the Knicks win it, the shortened season? But they really the don't count that. The Spurs won it that year. The Spurs won it, yep. That's right. Knicks made it to the finals. Yeah, they made it to the finals that year. So we'll we'll see what happens. But Willie, 
you know, stay 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 safe out there, excuse me. You know, stay in the house. Do what you got to do, you know, to, to to stay healthy during this time. Yeah, we just want to pray for everybody, man, and all the service workers and people in my uh my ex down in New Orleans was a nurse, and, and everybody, you know, to stay safe because, uh, I mean, don't take this stuff lightly, man. This is real serious, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the saddest thing about it is, Paul, when they go in the hospital and stuff, they're dying and nobody can be around them. I mean, they're quarantined. That's all. Awesome. It's like some movie stuff, man. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. That, that's the exact yeah. thing I talked about with my wife. I'm like, man, it's it's, if you die of this, it's like a lonely, it's a lonely death. Yeah. It's a lonely death. But hopefully, hopefully this can get fixed sooner than later. Stay safe, man. All right, I'll try my best. You do. Keep the family uh, safe, and I'll, I'll keep you in my prayers. Likewise. Take care. Thank you. Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. I mean, it's some trying times out here with the coronavirus. But, I mean, do what you got to do. Wash your hands. Stay in the house if you can stay in the house. I know some people have to work, some people have jobs, some people are essential workers, so they got to do what they got to do. But my advice to you, if you can't stay in the house, you know, join this time with your family, join this time with each other, you know, bond with your family, do something that you've never done before inside the house, work on something that you never worked on before, you know, come up with some kind of plan to get yourself right, you know, to make yourself some money at some point in time when this thing goes away and, 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 you know, we're back to normal on some level. So take advantage of this time, take advantage of this opportunity, do what you got to do to make, to benefit yourself moving forward. This will pass. This too shall pass. But at this point in time, this is what we have to deal with. This is the, this is what we have to do. We're isolated. We're, we're quarantined. Stay safe out there. You know, wear your gloves, wear your mask, do everything in your ability possible to stay safe. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter, at GoForItGant. Like us on Facebook, at GoForItRadio. And support all the great things going on. We'll Paul again at GoForItRadio.com. Stay safe. See you later. Take care.